Welcome back to Dreams, Memes, Veggie Supremes, episode 11. So we didn't know what to call this episode, but I think we've landed on extreme pseudoscience. And once you listen through, you'll quickly begin to realise why. Now, as some of you may know already, but for the new listeners, we actually review a pizza, hence the Veggie Supremes component of the title. Uh, but that only happens over our YouTube. Uh, and this this week it was quite funny. The first four minutes of that video was literally just a meme. Um, so if you're interested in that, go check it out on the YouTube version. The link should be in the description of this podcast. To be fair, this episode does continue like that. It was actually a really good laugh and listening back to it, definitely just as funny. Um, so anyways, I won't delay any further. Get into episode 11, Extreme Pseudoscience. We can go into the topic today, which is the craziest cases of pseudoscience. Extreme pseudoscience exposed. Yeah. Uh, we haven't come up with a title yet, so whatever the title is I think is we've below. just come up with this. Have we? Maybe. Yours? Yeah. Okay. Also. <laughs> so yeah, pretty self-explanatory. As you know, a big theme of our channel is we, we like to go over the various forms of pseudoscience and the topics that are covered under it. And... Um, and pretty much demolish it because, I mean, misinformation can be very like harmful it. and we don't like it. Uh, and even not if it's not bad. harmful, why lie? Um, and if you want a cool little scenario, pretty much go in the last podcast and I speak about the, the porcupine um, analogy. And uh, that might get brought up in this podcast or another one. Can you remember that one? Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, let's get into it, eh? First right, so topic. First off is pretty much the reason that we wanted to do this one. There's, uh, there's been a study brought up about vaccines recently that Ben wanted to have a little rant mm. about, so I'm going to hand over to him and let him yep. just yep. go let's, crazy let's, for let's, a, let's a few just... minutes. So the main, I'm not sure if any, uh, I think most people have heard about this, but I'm not sure if they, a lot of people know actually what the backing of the anti-vax movement is. So there's like a few various forms, but I think the main one is is the link between vaccines and autism. Mm. I think you would probably agree there. Yeah, good yeah. old Dr. Wakefield. Dr. Wakefield, who had his study retracted, which sh- showed some evidence of uh, autism being correlated with with mm. um, M- MMR vaccine, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so that was retracted because he found out he had some, he had some bias and he was a bit of a dodgy dude, mm. wasn't he? Yeah. So a lot of this, th- that was pretty much the centre turning point. I think a lot of people have like their contentions with vaccines because it's like a scary concept. Yeah. Like you're you've injecting got... a disease into yourself. Yeah. Why oh, would that you do that? Crazy. Just man. we've evolved with the diseases alongside us and we've been fine without them. Yeah. So yeah. why do you need to do that, Ben? Mm. Well, <laughs> you're just like, oh, good point actually. Good point. <laughs> the way vaccines work is you're introducing that disease into your body. Yeah, that's true. I'm fairly sure it's an intramuscular uh, injection typically. I'm not sure if it varies um, per vaccine could do but it doesn't really it doesn't really matter too much same effect yeah it's essentially your your body is then able to identify um that disease and then deal with it Mm. um and you're pretty much training your body to eradicate those diseases those foreign those foreign um uh substances from diseases that are going into your body and then your body's like yep i know what that is let's get rid of it that's relating it to the gym would you rather do a be presented with a 200 kilo deadlift Having trained for it previously, or would you like to just be thrown at it? That's fine. That's pretty much what your immune system is doing, vaccines yep. versus not being vaccinated. And the, You the, might be able to handle it with no vaccines, but 
there are going to be people like children and elderly people that aren't going to be able to do that 200 kilo deadlift. Yeah. And the harm there is in breaking the back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, like with, with just like with getting smallpox, you know, it only killed 300 million people, I'm pretty sure. So pretty much what's happened recently is that this, this weird little link that people keep riding on, the link between vaccines and autism, it's pretty much unequivocally, not that it needed to, but it's just been absolutely smacked down with a recent study um, of hundreds of thousands of participants, um, children, uh, have been in the study and uh, yeah, found absolutely no correlation between vaccines and autism. Mm. And this is one of those very, very rare cases, I think, where the sheer epi- epidemiological study, epidemiological study, just meaning um, a population-based study, really does speak volumes and just puts really the, 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 the nail on the coffin. Yeah. Especially when they found, I'm not sure if there's a significant relationship the other way, but they found uh, some sort of, of correlation actually going the other way. Mm. And that kids who were vaccinated had... I don't want to say I don't want to say like it was correlated because I'm not sure if it was significant, but it just essentially went the other way. Yeah. Because in studies, a lot of the time, you you can get something showing that it's increasing with something else, like a correlation, but it's actually not statistically significant. Yeah, it could be it could be random random other pretty much other things that are interacting that aren't accounted for Mm. that could be causing that. If it's significant, there's a not a very high likelihood that is caused by another thing. So it not being significant, even if there is a pattern there and you might say, oh, but that population is 12% higher in that. If it's not significant by the statistical tests, it means that you can't say that that's causing that thing. Yeah. If it might look like it is just looking at. Yeah, definitely. The only reason I brought up that the correlation going the other way is just because I thought it was ironic. Yeah. But I know I know you're you're very well versed with statistics. I know how much he's he's studied a lot about this topic. So that's why I'm saying you're very well versed in this area. So that's pretty much all I wanted to bring up about vaccines. Now, because this is the low hanging fruit and like the extreme versions, I wouldn't say vaccinations are an extreme ver- version of pseudoscience. And I kind of want to get that term terminology, I guess, that, that vague terminology that we've kind of got for this podcast down pat. Yeah. Because the reason I don't say it's extreme, obviously it is still extreme, but like it's, it's, it's had that little bit of science behind it, even if it was like out there for only a bit and then retracted. I can see I can see how we would mislead people. But these are the ones that we're going to be going through. I just pretty much like pretty... I've just got no basis whatsoever, mm. essentially. And they're just those ones that you can just smack down on a day-to-day basis and, and have a bit of fun with it, I guess. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so uh, the next one, I'm not sure what you've got on your list there. We have chemtrails. So this is a good one. Pretty much... A conspiracy mm. theory, but one that's subscribed to by many. Yeah, that's um, a good point, actually. I was going to say, like, this is almost like the conspiracy theory podcast, too. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> well, a lot of these have that, because a lot of pseudoscience is what fuels conspiracy theories. Mm. At the end of the day, no one's going to believe a, a, um, a conspiracy theory if they don't believe there's some element of truth to it, which mm. means if it's not true... Yeah, pseudoscience there, and they can put it. Yeah, they can yeah, put it exactly. in as science and be like, "Hey, look, see hey, look at science. look look at this thing on this weird, um, very biased website <laughs> that's gonna." No, look, a scientist said so. Yep. It's so funny, isn't it? What is a chemtrail, Benji? So pretty much the conspiracy theory or pseudoscience goes as this. You you've probably seen him actually, and this is one of the things. It's like it's one of those things that are hidden in plain sight. When the planes fly and they leave those white trails behind them, mm. they are chemtrails. What chems so, are in them? 
What cameras are <laughs> yeah, in those cameras. trails? Well, I'll get to that in a sec. But mm. like, I'm just supporting some of the other things that are behind this. So, people have taken photos, and 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 I'm not sure if there's any ad actually any sort of validity behind this. But so that people will take like photos, and they think they form into clouds. These clouds are real. No, they're, they're, Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> clouds are all man-made. Clouds didn't no, yeah, exist. They're pretty, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. They're saying chemtrails <laughs> turn into clouds, and then that's and then that's it. And then the chemical rains down, oh. and then gets into the water supply. So the so and in the air, but when it comes airborne and, and but all the rest, rain is water. Yeah, it gets so in the, the water. Chemical supply, is water, saying. so water gets in the yeah, water. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not <laughs> doing it. <laughs> You're making me sound like I believe in it now. <laughs> you're, you're just like, no, because you see, if you look at the pictures and then taste the water and then see the population trends. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty much the chemical they think you put it in. Devil's Advocates. <laughs> I swear I don't believe it. It's uh, they they think they put a chemical in there. They I always say they because who is they? And they always say they. It's like yeah, they're they're, they're putting in the like who? Who's doing it? The pilots? Who, no, who of course, doing it? not the pilots. Oh, the government, they. of course. That you, they, they, just they. No, not the just some government. They just completely neutral entity who's no, just a, they're the they're, they're, um, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> anyway, picking up, ignoring that little stammer. So, no, no, they're malicious. <laughs> oh, they're malicious? Is that the word I'm trying malicious? to say? That means pretty bad. Okay, cool. That is what I meant to say. Yeah. They're, not, they're, they're not neutral. They're no, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's right. They. So, <laughs> so they put this chemical in, and it's essentially to control the population. And what control means is reduce. So, like, people think it's making... Uh, some. It's actually different theories, because I've looked into it a bit. Some people think that it's, it's decreasing the population. Some people think it's decreasing people's IQ, and therefore not being able to think independently and, and follow the, the norms, like... You know the wake up sheeple kind of movement. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's essentially the rationale behind it. Now, our pilot friend uh, Lewis, he would be able to go on all all, about, all day about this because uh, chemtrails comes from uh, what they actually are, which is contrails, and they say that co- the contrail theory is just a um, a myth mm. and all the rest. But it's essentially just different uh, pressure. Um, it's it's like a combination of perfect factors, pretty much. But it's mainly pressure in the way that the the plane moves through, um, with obviously the humidity in the air and everything else to create those those like little well, essentially streaks of clouds. Yeah. Um, and that's what a contrail is. <laughs> that's why you can see them because they're chemicals. But yeah, essentially, I mean, no evidence. Like you can you can take you can actually like get you could get a sample out of the air, and I think mm. this has been done. And you know you could you could tell there's no chemicals in, and it has to go through so many levels. Obviously, Check the chemicals in the water. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, the plan only works if it goes like, to the drinking water yeah, as well. Yeah, that's so. when you're gonna get to like fluoride and that kind of that's going into water? that. Yeah, there's fluoride added to water in, in <gasps> South Australia. Yeah, I know, shock horror. Wait, what? I know you can thank your perfect teeth health for that. You know, for the fluoride in the water. Thank you. Yeah, no Thanks worries. Fluoride. But yeah, pretty much that's what it is. Mm. A lot of these things, you only have to explain them just to make them sound out crazy. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, like like I said, the sheer the sheer level of the levels that this has to go through, the amount of people that this has to go through mm. for even to be legitimate, is just ridiculous. And you know, the the, the how simply this can be te- this can be tested is is just one thing to, to 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 just let you know, like okay, 
this is not a thing. <laughs> you didn't need to be convinced. But um, it's funny. There's actually an Australian chemtrail watch site. Oh, yeah. And there's people just taking photos. <laughs> and it's so sad because they're just taking photos of planes with contrails behind them every day, uploading and like putting their location of where it is. And it's just Thank, so funny. Don't drink water if you live here. Yeah. What, what is that information going to do for you anyway? Other than just like affirm your bias. Like, mm. oh, yeah, there's chemtrails everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, pretty ridiculous. So... Uh, Next yeah, that's, one. that's all the justice to give of that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be smashing through these pretty quickly. Um, so, all right. So, can I read? Uh, I can read that. Oh yeah, What's we're talking one? about crystals. Oh, always a good one. Now, I re- I really want to really actually want to speak about this one because this is actually coming up so much. Mm. Like chemtrails. That's not its way that's, out. That's I feel a tiny like, little. Yeah, I feel as though there's only a very small amount of people. Like it probably got a bit of traction, had a bit of a spike. I'm not sure how many years ago. But now it's really just a very fringe subset of people. But this crystal thing is taking off in the moment. Yeah, it's popping. It's popping. Yeah. And and yeah, again, I think that's actually one of the arguments against it. It's just, it's a lucrative industry. If you see how much these crystals are going for, man. Yeah. If you go in these stores, like there's so many tweens spending all of their money on on crystals. And adults. And adults, yeah. You gotta, well, you know, you gotta balance your negative energies with the positive uh, vibrations that the crystals are giving out and giving to your room. So, <laughs> you know, if if you're feeling bad, maybe get some purple quartzite. It might make you feel better. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You've said that right now, just completely joking. But if you actually were to speak to someone who was convinced that crystals work, they would completely agree would with go, you. And that's one no, of the no, things no, that blue can... quartzite, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the blue one. It's mellow. It makes Science. you feel mellow. <laughs> and you know what? You know why that is? It's just it's complete false jargon. It's mm. um, I don't think there's actually a word for it, but I'm just gonna say jargon, false jargon. So jargon is is um, is pretty much like a way of speaking about something that the lay the lay person, a normal person, wouldn't understand. Yeah. So like there's medical jargon, which you know we fringe into sometimes because it's yeah. hard to not use jargon sometimes, and that's a really nuance in in trying to explain a a concept, a medical concept. Um, but this is like false jargon yeah. and it's like those buzzwords that you see everywhere like vibrations energy, energy. Uh, synchronicity vitalism vi- yeah vitalism I mean this is all under the flag of vitalism and, and mm. you can explain vitalism pretty well yeah um, so vitalism is essentially the belief that there's some kind of organic special energy that moves through us as living beings mm, chi so, some, also known as chi and chi ki chakra all that kind of stuff Pretty much what makes a thing living versus a thing dead. Did someone when, just steal chi and call it ki, or is it just like I think it's the just pronunciation? Different cultures. Oh, okay. Yeah. But more or less, it's the same thing, same idea. Yeah. It's the kind of life energy that um, isn't real, but you know, yeah. <laughs> some people yeah. believe in it. It was it was a huge thing in the 1800s, actually, in the in the Western world. People were trying to figure out what differentiated something that was alive from something that was dead, mm. and why there's that difference. And one of the things that they thought up was life energy vital energy that flows through those things it? yeah that they come up with these things but, and you know what the way you explained it just before you went into a bit more depth it's kind of it's got an element of truth and like a lot of pseudoscience does mm. and if you want to find out more about like what pseudoscience is we, we did a, our second podcast went very into depth with that so go mm. check that out um, should have plugged that before but anyway um, what you said before you know we have a life force I mean it's it's kind of true in the way that we have 
an energy flowing through us. Like we have a, a very minute electrical energy flowing through yeah. us, obviously in our brain. Um, but this is something like a separate from that, isn't it? Yeah, it like extends outside of our bodies, mm, and that's where it you can get interact with yeah. other other things in, that's the, in the world and yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When when you're say experiencing feelings with another person, it's your two, it's the two of your life energies interacting with one another, mm. which is why you like some people and don't like others because there's different kinds of vibrations, all that kind of thing. Mm. Like people get really in depth with it, mm. and everyone has their like different view of it yeah that's right and there's no backing to it whatsoever it's just people romanticizing this idea of course yeah yeah and then and i can see why it'd then, be appealing for people yeah because like it, it allows you to more it allows you to give a a, a very quick and applicable reason for mm. removing people from your life yeah or or being like thinking that you click with someone and you've got like a rationale for it mm. it's not like oh maybe you were just in a really good mood that day they were also in a really good mood like it's yeah. just like there's, there's so many more logical explanations for why you would yeah. click with someone rather than oh, energy oh we're in like sync that. dude we're so in sync with our energies <laughs> we must have like complementary vibrations or something like that <laughs> so good oh i feel oh, so dear. positive when so i'm so true yeah, yeah. But we went a bit off the track there because like yeah, the main sorry. the main one is crystals, and mm. so essentially crystals are proposed to be able to interact with that energy, yeah. that, that that fake energy. It's, that we it's have. saying between a rock which doesn't have life energy and a living thing, which does, and a crystal is said to be like saying that yeah. helps a living thing interact with the world around us, yeah. and can vice versa. Yeah, and it, if you just really boil it down to what a crystal is. Like at the at atomic level, it, it this is when it really crumbles apart. At least for me, because there's no more reason why a crystal would interact with the energy than a hunk of metal on the street. There's no there's no more reason why this wooden table would be Man, interacting metal gives out negative energy, bro. Just <laughs> look into yourself. Because yourself. it's literally just a crystal is a, is an a, is an amalgamation of uh, you know a, a structure of of just carbon and and magnesium and, and loads of other different elements on, on the periodic table. Choose your pick and there's likely a crystal of it. Uh, and and, and because, uh, you know what it is. You know why they just have this distinction from like a hunk of metal interacting with the inner crystal? It's because crystals look pretty. Yeah. That's and it's because they're brilliantly marketed, to be honest. Yeah, of course they are. Um, I mean, like, they look mysterious, don't they? The, the fact that someone who sells crystals has convinced people... That they're they're magic rocks <laughs> <laughs> in the modern world is actually insane. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry if like this this comes off condescending, but really like when you boil it down to what these things are, it just really does become. And, it, and they're selling you snake oil. They're literally selling you rocks, colorful rocks. It's a magic rock that balances an energy that doesn't exist um, to benefit your your hormones, which they don't interact with to mm. help assist you in being more positive in your lifestyle which doesn't happen yeah yeah pretty much next point <laughs> absolutely slammed sorry it's so funny because it's it's been getting crazier and crazier the more i've been exposed to it there's actually people who think putting their crystals in the moon charges them like mm. what do you mean char charges them what's like, the moon beams in it what does the does the does the crystal like lose its charge yeah because like, it gives you its charge like do people even know what charge is Oh, it's oh, it's like the electrons are actually transferring from that that rock into you. Is that is that what's happening? Yes. Are you an, are you were reduce. Is there a reducing an oxidation going on here? Like, what's going on? But the thing is, most of these people who put out these scientific terms like um, <clears throat> charge and 
all, all of these other things, that all of this other terminology that's used around crystals, they actually have no idea. And do they know what that crystal is at an atomic level and what it actually breaks down to? Because I think if you get down to that level, then you can realize, oh, the, this, the magical properties of this rock are proposed to be metaphysical. And I think that's where you can get a lot of people caught out with this because mm. a lot of people who are into crystals actually don't believe in a lot of metaphysical, me- metaphysical, yeah. you know, um, aspects. Aspects, yeah. Because they actually think something science is going on there, yeah. I think, but there actually isn't. Um, and then you obviously got some people who bite the bullet and just be like, yeah, I'm into metaphysics. Yeah. You know, I love all that shit. Yeah. And then you'd be like, okay. In which case, can you prove any of what you say? Because no. by definition, you can't with metaphysics. Metaphysics is saying that it can't be measured. Yeah. So why why are you believing it when it's pretty much evidently saying that you can't have evidence for it? Just trust me. Just trust yeah, me. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, basis of religion too, but mm. I won't go into that. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. Um, <laughs> Next one. Unless so you pretty, pretty much, if you want to get a crystal, do it because oh. it looks pretty. Oh. Don't do it because yeah. it's going to balance your energies and make you a better person because it's not. For, sh- for sure. For sure. I mean, they look cool. I mean, I've got, I've got Himalayan, Himalayan salt lamps. Oh my God, what a hippie. I know I'm all such right. a hippie. I get paid out for it all the time because I'm such a big critic of this and I've got them on my room. It's just because they literally look cool. I'd, of course it is. Yep. And, oh, sorry. I know we said we were going to go off this topic, but it's so funny because it just doesn't make even more sense the deeper you go and the deeper you go with this. When my mum bought, bought that for me, um, uh, one, I forgot who, who bought me that big one, but she pretty much got it from a health food store, which is like, oh, sad again. But anyway, um, the woman said, when, when mine's not turned on throughout the day, I feel myself getting headaches. And and so I was like, what does she mean? It's like, so when it's She's not- sitting in the dark and straining her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. A good explanation. And she goes, yeah, she's like, but when I have it on, it just, it just, and I'm like, wait, so it's the, it's the light that is doing Yeah, the that? little light bulb in there. So, and then I looked into it. And that's what they actually think. Like, mm. you need to have the light on it's for ref- it to work. It's, well, it's refracting the- through the crystal, isn't it? <laughs> come on. This See, is, this is how easy it this is. This is the easy stuff bullshit. You just say say long words until the person well, buys the, the thing. Well, that's it, because no one would know any better. They, yeah. just, they would probably come up with something like that. Yeah, the light actually activates the crystal. And they go, oh, okay, I get you. Yeah, because like, a photon travelling through the, the crystal matrix actually uh, refracts in a different way and interacts more with your brain chemistry than the... Um, uh, <laughs> A crystal without the light turned on. Oh, so not the other crystals work that way. They no, just no, do it no, no. They work. They work separately. They, they, the, the they have the life light. energy that um, oh. transfers out, whereas the the lamp crystal is um, different. Lamp crystal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall we move on from that? <laughs> it's too funny. The next one is is, is detoxing. It, is, is a bit more uh, nutrition based. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more towards the truth. Like, I think these have got some of these like that have a bit more truth to them. Yeah, like, we, we've covered this before as well. Yeah, so we'll just make, we'll make this very quick. Just yeah. slam it quickly, and then we'll move on. Yeah, and then we'll move into the bit that we really want to slam properly. Oh, with. for sure, for sure. So detoxing is pretty much what it sounds like. You're removing toxins from your body, or a lot of people say neutralizing those toxins or mm. uh, excreting, make taking things that make you excrete those toxins. Um, but really, for, for here for me, my biggest quarrel is with how you define a toxin and how you define defining detoxing. Because for something like antioxidants, neutralizing free radicals, which is pretty much free radicals, um, I'll just go very, very briefly over this. Here's an example of the jargon. Go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so free radicals are everything from your environment, uh, 
inside and outside that happen to you on a day-to-day basis. And what they do, like so for example, um, the sun, UV rays do this a lot. Um, and they pretty much create um, very unstable uh, molecules that will try and rip away electrons from other things in your body that need them. Mm. So your bodies need those electrons, but these free radicals are like, nah, give me one. And so, and that affects your your cells. I know, terrible. Your cells, but like, I think when it gets starts starts getting really dangerous when it starts affecting compounds like your DNA. Mm. And also, that's when you can get cancers because that simple change in that DNA can then cascade in that cell, and that cell multiplies, and that's a cancer cell. Um, so that's one of the causes of cancer is essentially free radical harm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other diseases like Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease. The list goes on. Anyway, so we have uh, we have antioxidants that we produce in our body. Antioxidants mean pretty much very self-explanatory. It stops them from oxidizing. Oxidizing mm. is that process them from of taking, taking that away. electron. Yeah. yeah. So it gives that it's got an electron to give away. The antioxidant does, and it's like pretty much just goes up to that free radical and goes, "Hey, yeah. dude, chill out. Like, yeah. Just calm down. Have this. Yeah, have stable, this. Please. Like, just chill out, dude. Like, have the Snickers. It's pretty much giving the free radical a Snickers. The oh, electron. God. Yeah. So uh, you're, not, you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Why are, you, why are you doing this to the DNA, man? You're not yourself when you're hungry. He's a Snickers. So uh, we, we produce them in, in our uh, body, but then we also get them from food. So think colorful vegetables. You always see like, oh, I need my antioxidants. This has got high antioxidant content and all the rest. And so people will try and pack that in through colorful vegetables and all the rest. Anyway, sorry that was a little bit long and drawn out, but pretty much it's that process. Yep. Thank you. Cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, that process... You could definitely, and I probably wouldn't have, well, I'll probably avoid using it, um, that you could define that as detoxing. Mm. Um, you know, if you, if you define it as a toxin, as, as, a, as a negative associated compound that is having some harm on your body, then the free radical is a perfect uh, example of a toxin. And then if you're taking that toxic effect away, giving it a Snickers bar, you're detoxing. What about how most people use use the term Here detoxing? We go. <laughs> most people, however, don't use the word the word detoxing correctly. Juice and cleanse. yeah, it's like juice, and it gets, and it's just like the detoxing is rather the root of of like the root bad um, cause of all the things that then branch off. Pretty much juice diets, mm. uh, fast uh, silly fasts like thirty day fasts and. And, and just fasts in general with with no scientific basis or no guidance with, with that or, or no real reason, medically diagnosed reason why you should mm. do something like that. Uh, and then and then a multitude of other things. Um, so a lot of people just don't want to admit that. You, you, you can do a bit from diet, like I said, like, you know, your antioxidant defense system and, and all the rest and, and, and improving that. Um, but at the end of the day, you, 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 your kidneys do most of the detoxing as long as you have kidneys you're detoxing yeah yeah and and all the other organs in your body your your fat like your your body is a really efficient way is a really efficient um dare i say machine uh uh, dealing with these these foreign substances and and i totally get the idea we we, we're we're exposed to way more than we are we have ever been Hmm. um i mean medicine is obviously increasing but like you know environmental pollutants so you know the airs their pollution is getting worse in most in a lot most places and people's diets um aren't really uh, i feel so we're in a bit of a change around now but you know people being overweight simply being overweight will create more free radicals in your body and then the diet that they usually have that very high fat high caloric diet it's coming from a lot of fried foods which also create free radicals you don't have many antioxidants though and then that too as well it's like the double whammy effect going down and Mm. down again so 
Yeah, I, and I can get people's people's uh, you know worries with this, but it's always resulting in silly ways of doing it. You're like you just it's a they're trying to overcomplicate things, and then most people just fall off, and they just go back to the old shitty diet. Yeah, like rather give people the truth, the, the simple and the simple ways that they can change their diet, and and then there'll be life long changes that will actually have an effect. So what if I drink juice every day for five days? Will I get rid of all the all the toxins? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not saying. Oh, okay. I just wanted to double check. Just <laughs> I think you, you initially <laughs> probably hate you. <laughs> so um, a good kind of detox thing that we wanted to just bring up quickly was colonic cleansing. Yep. Which... So the reason, I, yeah, I was going to bring it up then, like it's the cause... So detox is the cause, you know, juice diets, mm. silly fasting, other, other kind of fasting and all the rest. Colon cleansing or colonic cleansing is one of the worst, or colonic irrigation or colon irrigation, there's a few other names. Washing out is, your insides. Is, yeah, it's literally <laughs> spraying the inside of your arse with uh, water, I think. But pretty much to get out all of the, well, a lot of people just say get out all the shit. Like you are literally getting out the shit, but they what they mean by shit is like just all go of for the... a poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go for just go for a poo, just go right. for a shit. <laughs> uh, but no, people think that I don't know what people think of their their bowels or or our bodies. Like we aren't we haven't evolved over thousands of years to to deal with this kind of stuff. Like they think that left from that, there's, there's like wow, it's that just seems stuff like trapped an argument for for vaccines. We should have evolved to do that, shouldn't we? Huh? Don't get me started huh? on this. <laughs> so they pretty much think that there's stuff left over from when they have their bowel movements and, and other things in there. They think there's bad bacteria, but you've got to understand with bacteria, there's oh, how many... There's, there's, it's in the billions of, of species of bacteria, is it, is it not? Well, that we can estimate there would be. Yeah. Like we, can't, we haven't counted that many. No, of course. Yeah, we haven't, yeah. Yeah, we're discovering them can, every... Day. You could probably find a new species of bacteria on yourself very easily, if not multiple. Yeah, for sure. And you've, it's got it's got to be understood that there's actually a number on how, and I can't think of it now, right, but it's a very high amount of number, uh, like ninety <laughs> percent. I sound like Donald Trump. Just I forgot the number now, but it's a very high number. It's a very high <laughs> amount of number. It's a very high amount of number. <laughs> Shut up. It's like ninety percent, pretty much, somewhere around there. A, a good bacteria, beneficial bacteria. There's only ten percent that are really out there to that are really in there for you. So you've got to think that this is in a lot. It's so funny. The colon cleansing. This is a good overlap of of people's contradictions. Colon cleansing is usually believed by those those people who have placed such an emphasis on microbiome and like gut health and all the mm. rest. Because gut health is becoming a huge, big contemporary issue, and and like I'm I'm totally on board with it. Like you got you got and your brain communicate i'm totally on board with all of all of that or those concepts and it's and it's becoming increasingly more important the research is coming out very promising while while you're bringing up this point do you want to kind of tie it in as well with the next thing we have written down which is i have written it down very eloquently as drinking your own pee pee oh shit (laughs) which i think ties into this so people are getting rid of the shit but then drinking the piss pretty much yeah yeah how do you think it ties into it well, gut health and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people drink their own piss as well just to get the nutrients that you're getting rid of. Yeah, which 
if you're thinking about detoxing as well, like if you think that that's yeah, a thing, I don't, I don't want there's so putting many the thing back so, yeah, after exactly you got right. rid of it is yeah, yeah. You, you know what you've got to understand, <laughs> right? You've got to understand the role of your kidneys. It's pretty much cleaning your blood, creating urine, all the rest, and, and obviously what's going in urine. Think about that. Unwanted waste products, pretty much most of what it is. And obviously there's water in there too. And, and your kidneys role is to pretty much be like, okay, what am I going to put in this urine? What am I going to put in? What am I going to keep in the blood? What am I going to put out? And so like, for example, if you, if you eat uh, a lot of salt, your, your, your kidney will control how much salt you put in. Uh, into your urine, it'll put more in obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, obviously if, if you're not having a lot of salt and you need to carry on to it, you'll actually take it out and it'll be like, you know, actually you need that. And you pretty much... This this happens mostly in what's called the loop of Henle in your in your kidney. Uh, it's a very intricate uh, system in your kidney that pretty much controls the concentration of solutes, concentration of things that are in uh, your your blood and your urine um, in in there. Anyway, I won't go too in depth there, but pretty much your, your body knows what it's doing, and if it's getting rid of stuff, you should be putting that stuff back in there. PP is one of them. You don't want to be putting back in your body for reasons just explained. Pee is something that your body's trying to get rid of. Poo is something that your body can get rid of by itself. Yeah. You don't need to drink it back or get yourself flushed out. Your body's got you. Yeah, and and, and I can just add with colonic cleansing, it is absolutely one of the worst things you can do because you've got to think about how your your, um, your gut microbiome, so all that beautiful bacteria that you've got, in, in it is gorgeous because that's involved in so many processes it's involved in in, in um, getting extracting nutrients from your food even and, and, and dealing with those um, the, the additional breakdown of food that passed that perhaps passes through um, your, your the intestine yeah the bacteria pretty much go Oh, we'll take a little bit, yeah, bit and then you have the rest, big yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep That's keep it. it coming. Yeah, and and, uh, and I'm not doing it justice there at all. There's, mm. there's a lot a lot more benefits, um, but pretty much you're just getting all of rid of that 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 flora that you have worked hard from your diet to produce because it, it happens over the course of of months. It, you can change it within months and even weeks, but but pretty much the gut flora you have right now is pretty much of because of all of the stuff that you've been feeding it, uh, and and. Obviously, you're going to be eating that same diet, yeah, or it's very similar. So your 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 gut has literally been made to, to deal with that stuff. Mm. So that's why you'll see if you change your diet, like you have recently, you'll you'll get gas and bloating because your your micro your microbiome's like, well, I'm not used to this. Like perhaps it's more fiber. Like, well, I'm not used to this. So you need to make sh- to stick with it, and then it'll get fine again. Um, and I say this to every a lot of our clients because I usually increase their fiber intake and like well I'm like, I'm getting a bit of bloating that's some of the only negative feedback I'll ever get just like a few weeks sometimes longer it will it will go and it'll it'll yeah. gradually go down as well as your as that micro um, as that bacteria starts growing because it's being fed mm. you know there's more resources available to it. Um, it's one of the can be one of the benefit uh, the, sorry the negatives of uh, um, probiotics actually um, so some people have experienced weight gain on probiotics because they're actually extracting more calories from food a lot of probiotics are based upon will have a lot um, of lactobacillus in and lactobacillus a higher higher amount of lactobacillus um, in the gut microbiome has been correlated with with weight gain hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, just no. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but there's, uh, there's yeah, there's a lot of research going into the different ratios and and levels of uh, of biotic, uh, sorry, um, bacteria in your gut and how that affects your health and 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 everything else. So don't just don't touch it. It's what it's doing down there. It's doing good because it's completely tailored without you even having to do anything most of the time. Um, without too many hitches, uh, it's doing its thing. You pretty much like. Yeah, I mean that's why antibiotics are so bad in the way. You can only do uh, is it, can you do you can only do uh, so many courses in a certain amount of time, and yeah. that's and that's one of the reasons. If if you do think you have a genuine problem, go to the doctors. Don't like decide by yourself to start drinking your own piss and start like going to a clinic. Yeah, for sure. Place that's what a lot to of these see if that works. Yeah. go to a doctor's. They go off on a whim, don't they? They go, oh, I feel I feel I just really really sluggish and crap. You know what? I'm just gonna get all my shit washed out. Like in people's heads, it makes sense, and and I can yeah. I can sympathise with that. I if really people haven't heard of these things, by the way, they're gonna think we're lunatics. But this does happen. Yeah, this this does happen. Yeah, and it's the same with like I was telling my family today that you shouldn't use Q-tips and clean out your ears, even though I still do now and then because it feels so good. But you shouldn't do it because the the sensitivity of of your, of your ear cavity is oh, it, it, I can't explain it. You know, there's actually hairs in your ears are used for the angular acceleration of your head. Mm. Like, that's how you control where you know your head is in space. Yeah. It's because of the hairs in your ears. It's like when you have you a... jamming down a plastic Q-tip. That's why if you have, say, an ear infection, you lose balance. That's the first sign you have an yep. ear infection. Because you've suddenly got, like, no mm. kind of perception of what's going on with your balance. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, that's... It's, it's crazy. And there's people doing that, you know, they're sucking out their earwax. Everyone's just trying to remove all the stuff. It's like your body's just like, Plus, what do I do? I'm doing my best. Doing my best. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, people are just like, yeah, get rid of it. Get rid of that shit. Get rid of this. Get rid of that. And and sometimes, yeah, there is an overproduction. And usually that's because of a, of a good, it's usually, again, because of a good thing. Like, you know, um, you're producing a lot of fluid a lot of the time is to get more T cells to the area, to, to more immune cells to the area. So if you've cut yourself or... Or something like that, but people like just going off on whims too much, yeah. and going off on like they think they're thinking logically, but really they've got no yeah. back background in um, health and medicine or anything. You know, a good rule of thumb is just always get someone who knows more than you about it, and doesn't doesn't have all the humility in doing that. You know Speaking I mean? of people that have no idea about health and medicine, the yeah. next thing <laughs> is traditional <Back> medicine. <laughs> Spe- specifically focusing on, mm. say, in East Asia, mm. where, where this kind of thing's huge. Yeah, what's, what are you, some of your favourite traditional so, Chinese medicines? Oh, well, it's got to be rhino horn. I mean, mm. you know, it's just Seriously, magic. what do they say about rhino horn? Cures cancer, fevers, Seriously. headaches. I have um, not heard this, see. Oh, heard there's, a, there's a long list of proposed things. It's mm. pretty much a cure-all. Mm. The paracetamol of the East. Yeah, I've heard tiger claw. <laughs> tiger claw is another one. I think that's got a few more specific uses. Mm. But um, essentially, it's it's really expensive as well. But people are willing to pay for it because they think it will cure yeah. all these things. Yeah, it's not like the the poor people, the poor commoners. It's well educated people that yeah, oh, believe sure. this. Oh, sure. Oh, because those are the people with the money. Yeah, and you know what's funny? A lot of the time they do it in conjunction with conventional therapy. Mm. And so, like, and then and then you speak to them, say if they get better, I can almost guarantee you nine times out of ten that person will be like, yeah, it's because of the Chinese medicine. Yeah. Like, 
Seriously? <laughs> Are you going to be that dishonest? Speaking about your experiences, like you, you, you know it's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the conventional. One of much. one of the interesting things as well is that with rhino horn, most people don't realise it's just keratin. Mm. It's it's just keratin with a with a outer layer, and for some for some reason, there's this, the, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the amount that you're actually usually are able to buy. Is so minute, you might as well just chew on your nails for the same amount of keratin. It's the oh, exact same product. And yet, most people don't actually Like at the molecular that. level, it's the exact same? Yeah, it's just keratin. Wow. So, when... I saw a survey, actually, the other day when I was looking into this. And um, when Chinese rhino horn users... Mm. Users. Users. <laughs> like, like it's a hard drug. Yeah. Um, when they were told that it's just made of keratin, they... Said that a lot of them said they'd stop using it. More than sixty percent said they stopped using it because they thought there was some kind of scientific chemical, I guess, in there that was oh, actually serious? the cause of the of any cures. Mm. They didn't realize it was just keratin. So this is what I mean. When they the realized si- the it was just facts. fingernails, yeah, shaped yeah. in a triangle. Mm. <laughs> they- yeah, it's legit, and a lot of the time, that's all it needs to be said. It needs mm. to be said in a certain way. For someone to just go like, oh yeah, what I've been thinking is bullshit. Like, I don't know, it might have even convinced one of you uh, crystal lovers out there before when we spoke about it and been Hopefully. like, oh yeah, a crystal is just a, is just like just any other old material, like steel, mm. anything else. Because steel has a crystalline structure a lot of the time. It's there's like nothing graphite. magic there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm going back so, to crystals That's now. all good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, the, other, the other thing with Chinese medicine is pretty much in the same thing. Uh, complementary alternative medicines or CHEMS. Uh, and these are products um, that yeah, pretty much cover Chinese medicines and, and, and beyond as well. Mm. Um, and these are herbal remedies and, and all the rest. And they should never, ever be used as a substitute for conventional therapy. And yeah. if that's one thing we can get through with this specific topic, it's that. you, By all means, well, most of the time, you can <laughs> you use them like, and consult with your GP with them as well. Yeah. If you feel as though that's something you want to do, even though they've got no evidence behind them, like you can go for it. You know, mm. if you think that taking... I don't know, that green that green powdered supplement's gonna do something for you. You might get a bit of antioxidant boost, but you know, other than that, you know, it's not gonna be doing yeah. much. Uh, Take but, it but don't use it as a replacement for something oh, no. that say has been recommended for you. Yeah, and has and has actually been studied. It's yeah. had the rigorous um, study behind it that is, is necessary for these things to be to have such claims behind them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, keep for example with cancer, chemotherapy is not perfect. But for a lot for, for a lot of people it works. Mm. You know, and but you know, for other people, it's just not worth it. You know, you might as well just live the rest of your life happily. You say if you've got, you know, you're you're in the final stages. Might, a lot of the time, it might just be easier for you to, for just to just enjoy the last few years of your life. Hmm. Obviously, it depends completely on your stage. Um, yeah. But also um, depends on what you want. Of, of course, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's not all because you know we were covering this a bit in uni about about. Um, the biopsychosocial model of health that should be instilled mm. because a lot of people still look at it from such a biomedical model, which is just treating you as this machine, you know, mm. treating you as this biological machine. And you are, but it's more it's more than that. You go you're deeper. a very complicated machine. Yeah, very complicated. And machine. you're part of a bigger complicated machine of the social structure as well. Exactly. And then you were influenced by avidly every day, mm. every day of your life. Um went way off there on a good <laughs> tangent, but it was good. Um, with chems, um, some of them actually interact with drugs, and so there's a, there's a main drug metabolizing enzyme um, 
that's involved in most drug metabolism. Drug metabolism just meaning that it's breaking it down, it's doing its job. And it's involved in, I think, 80%. Um, and, and a lot of cams actually interrupt this. Even mm. grapefruit juice actually interrupts with this enzyme. Um, and so you need to be careful there too to make sure that you aren't actually buggering up any medication that you possibly might, might be on. Yeah. Because um, yeah, there, sure. there can be some risks there too. But yeah, pretty much too many people are replacing this stuff with conventional medicine mm. or they're giving it they're doing both but they're giving all of the credit to Chinese medicine or yeah. chems yeah, yeah. and there's and a really interesting recommend it to their friends and write up their stories of course, and then other people will do the same yeah because even if you even if you are in that that you even if you're one of those people who did both but then go and tell your friend yeah I did Chinese medicine and did it and you didn't tell them perhaps that you'd, or you placed more emphasis on it mm. they might be one of the people that just goes and does alternative therapy yeah. and then doesn't do the conventional therapy if it happens to them no one thinks about that because everyone processes information differently mm. and if someone's going to be presented with that it might be way more may more of a conviction to them and they might just be like yep yeah, you know what i don't want to do the traditional i don't want to do the traditional route i'm going to go for the chinese medicine yeah just only and that can literally be your death wish you can literally be your death wish and there's, there's a good study wasn't there um, we actually covered it in the, the pseudoscience podcast about um, cancer patients and who went on alternative medicine and how, oh, how many years yeah. it shaved off a life mm. if, you want, if you want to hear more about that we actually did cover that in the, in the second podcast yeah. I can't remember very, it now very interesting yeah super interesting pretty much shaved years off of people's lives going with alternate, alternate medicine mm. um, so it, it's there should we finish off strong Finish off very strong indeed. You love this one. I can no, you get, I hate you know, this one. <laughs> you, lo you love hating it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I want you to absolutely smash this one now. The last one you is chiropractors, which we covered in quite a lot of depth in part two. So if you want to hear us like explain fully the history and everything, the, yeah, yeah. Um, go there. If you just want to hear me have a quick rant, stick around. <laughs> And I'll just add just before you start though, it's so funny how big they are, mm. like how how almost well established they are as a med medical practitioner. They quote are in unquote. people's heads, <laughs> yeah, quote unquote, in people's heads. Yeah, like everyone thinks like everyone puts them next to a physio. Yeah, uh, physios are supposed to be like, <sighs> yeah. It's like, should I go to a physio or a chiro? Well, one of them's actually recognised as a medical professional, and the other one isn't. The other one has their their field was made up by a guy who said he got visited by some kind of holy spirit in the night and then came up with the idea of manipulating the oh, spine to, to solve all the world's illnesses. Yeah, literally When you say box. it like that, suddenly chiropractic yeah, doesn't really have that much of a leg to stand on. The psycho said it even helped for smallpox, didn't he? Mm. Or his son did. Oh, every, every disease is caused... By um, vertebral subluxation. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying to think of the phrase, yeah. which is essentially just abnormalities yeah. in the spine, whether it's yeah. stuff like air cavities or twisting, mm. all that kind of stuff. Mm. I think it's important to add that though that, that, that a lot of, a lot of people don't believe that these days. Mm. Yeah. But the people who do are called stiffs, aren't they? Yeah. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, but then you've got the people who are like a bit more up to date mm. actually do use progressive with yeah. yeah yeah so they're still chiropractors they still believe in the spinal manipulation which isn't shown to be hugely 
if, mm. if at all successful in limiting mm. anything. Only for neck, only for neck, was it only for neck pain or only for something like that? Yeah. Yeah. But the injuries that come out of it are higher than the the benefits that might be there. Mm. There's a lot of injuries and long term Mm. injuries as well because it's spinal caused Mm. by chiropractors. The good that you get from a chiropractor is the same stuff that a physio would do. (laughs) Maybe not not every physio because there are obviously going to be good chiropractors. Who are better at physio than some physios? Mm. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, where people get this kind of belief that they're on the same standing. When in fact, chiropractors are a doctor of chiropractic. It's not saying that's medically recognised. No. Whereas a physio, a doctor in physiotherapy, has done a full medical degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's recognised by um, the, who is it? Yeah, APRA. Uh, APRA. Allied Health Professionals uh, Register Australia. Yeah. So APRA, yeah. They're part of that, which yeah. is pretty much just saying... Hey. It, only, it only applies to a, a, a short list mm. of practitioners and yeah. chiro- chiropractors on it. They there. didn't make the cuts no. for shocking reasons no. based on their history. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are good chiropractors. There are also very bad chiropractors. And the ratio isn't looking too good. <laughs> it's getting better, I reckon. And, but the same is true for physios. There are bad physios, and a lot of people, I think, have experiences with those. You have, like, mm. a grumpy old man who shows you a stretch and then charges you $100. Yeah. And that's your experience with a physio. You're going to go to a, a Cairo. And yeah. if, they're, if they even treat you nicer, mm. and, like, they're going to be hands-on yeah. as well. They're doing spinal manipulation. It feels like they're yeah, doing something. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, that, is a, that, that illusion. And, and those videos you see uh, go viral on Facebook of, mm. of people walking in and hunched over to go in for a week. Have 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 all this cracking done, and then they walk out like mm. a new man. It's convincing. It's super convincing. Yeah. Even for me, like I've been like shit. Like that's pretty convincing. Mm. But you've got to remember, like there's there's good ones, but most of them, like the the if you're gonna look at the evidence instead of because that really is nothing more than a case study at yeah. best. And the, they'll use it as advertisement as well. So they'll show you the manipulation of the spine that they're doing. They won't show you the stretching exercises they're doing, which are mm. loosening up whichever muscles are yeah. causing that hunched position yeah. and bringing them back into an upright yeah. posture. And the strict kind of routine of rotating a shot, all that kind of stuff that's really benefit. And that's what a good physio would do. Mm-hmm. So look for a good physio, basically. Yeah. Don't, don't just settle for the first one you, you see and say, all oh, physios are bad. Don't even settle for the second one. Mm. If you're not satisfied with the, the service and how enthusiastic the person is and if they seem to know their stuff, don't don't settle for them. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I think we finished off strong there mm. with a bit of like a, a bit of spicy one because a lot of people might be like, damn, chiro- Wait, chiropractors, chiropractors think that they're magic? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them do. And I wonder, it would be really, really cool to know how many stiffs in Australia still exist. How many people literally think that that verbal subraxation is the cause of every disease. Every disease. There's got to be some in Adelaide, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some. And, like, how many people are going to them mm. and saying that they're having a great time? <laughs> Spreads through word of mouth like anything. And, yeah. and trying to speak to someone who has had a good experience with a chiropractor and trying to convince them otherwise is super hard to do. Yeah. Like with most of these, but I feel as though, you know, with a chiropractic who's seeing so much of the general population now, so hard to get people out of that that way of thinking because mm. if you just look at the evidence with with chiropractic you'll see like shit 
there should be more systematic reviews on this topic that are yeah. in support. There aren't. Yeah. There just simply aren't. There's very minor benefits for certain things. Like I said before, I think those might have been one of the most recent ones had a slight in, um, benefit for neck pain or. Mm, or I something. think that was still shaky though. I yeah, there's a lot of injuries yeah. like adverse re- uh, adverse effects. Yeah, still quite a lot, but that's the thing. Yeah, like it's benefit benefits a risk ratio, and you've got to. You know. Pretty much, you can you could do just about anything for a group of people, and some of them will have a benefit. Mm. If those people then go and tell their friends, and then some of those friends have a benefit, then it keeps going like that until you have a medical profession. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've got a point here on anything, or it might just be a really silly thing to say, but and I've got no evidence for this either. <laughs> Always the best, way, always to the best way to preface something. Yeah, yeah. But I feel as though when someone has a bad experience with with a, a medical practitioner or someone in the health field, mm. you, the, the the people who have the good experiences are more vocal mm. than the ones who have the bad ones. Because a lot of the time, people just think they have a bad one. And they're like, oh, yeah, bad one. Next one. They, like, There's a term for it. It's doctor shopping, right? Just doctor shopping. Um, whereas something with like food and going into a restaurant, you only hear the bad reviews. And I think that's because of, of the possibly the the, um, the power structure that's there, because you know you see the the medical professional as uh, something else we um, speak about at university is is as powerful, and then the client is having not not less powerful, but essentially there is dominance there. Mm. There's like a medical dominance, and the patient is, you know, uh, is taking on the advice of at that. the whim of the doctor. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And so it's almost like they don't want to, they don't want to be scared, they don't want to be challenging these these people. And you can like if you get a bad, if you feel as though you've got a bad service from a physio, like you should you should be goddamn entitled to say you've had a bad, a bad um, experience there. Mm. You know what I mean? You've you've obviously got to have the the self awareness to know that if have you been doing all of those things that you've been told to do, have you been following that that meal plan that the dietitians give you, have you been doing everything that has been given to you? Because um, obviously there is a bit of personal responsibility there too, but yeah, I feel as though people might be um, a bit afraid because of because of possibly that um, that illusion of them being the more powerful um, person in the situation mm. um, of being of speaking out about these things. But I if, if someone says shit food at a restaurant, they'll let everyone know. <laughs> I think uh, another thing there is that is it's almost the the whole underdog scenario, mm. like. If you go to some kind of obscure thing that's like not not too common and most people don't take it seriously, and you have a positive experience there, mm. you're going to be like, "Yeah, shit, is this the answer? Point. Yeah, I should tell right. this way. All these people are going to the doctors when such a good point. Drinking your own pee is the mm. real way to sort out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much because they feel that they, they found the hack. Yeah, they're they're off the rails. It's that that um, oh that that sense of like some sort of higher individuality that they've gained from mm. that. Like they, oh, I know the secret. Uh, no one else does, you know? Mm. So that, yeah, that's a super good point. It's like a combo of those two. Yeah. It's just like getting, getting people not being skeptical of, of bad services they're getting and people being so overzealous about these weird little alternative things that are they're yeah, going exactly. on. Yeah. Shall we finish we up there? Yeah, finish up there. So concluding point, one thing you want Ooh, people we, to take got, away. We've got an AMA, but yeah, let's do, let's do that. Oh, okay. We've got some AMAs. Um, one people to take think take away, uh, question every uh, everything. Mm. Always, always question. Essentially, at the core of a good service or a good um, 
a good a good thing to follow. A good protocol is the best way I can put it. It should be evidence. Simple mm. as that. And most of the time, the people who are going to be acting within the most evidence-based uh, practice are the ones that are registered, are the ones that are out there giving the good advice. You know, I know, yet again, GPs can be sketchy. You can get good ones, you can get bad ones. But just do a good doctor shopping, and when you get one, just stick with them. Yeah. Because then you know they're good, and you've got the best interest in mind. That's the best way you can go for, with most of these things. If you, if you go to a health professional who's studied, who's done the time, not read through a few blogs, and has made some very loose connections between a few things that they've observed in real life, whether it's chemtrails in the sky, or a glowing crystal... It's made them feel happier. What the ancient Mahutma people did to cure (laughs) cancer that they did with a 100% success rate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so supposedly carved in a rock. No, no, they did it. (laughs) So do that and and, and put your critical thinking cap on, especially even when you go to those, go to those professionals as well. Also apply that same uh, critical thinking Mm. because you can get some pretty, you can get bad advice from, from even the registered ones. Uh, and don't think you have the power to speak out there as well. Wholesome way to finish Very it up, yeah? Awesome. yeah? Sweet. Well, let's just go into AMAs real quick. There's only a few. Um, I think there's a few good ones that we've got this week. <laughs> First one from our oldest client, Jordan. Why are peas awful? <laughs> well, He's you're, just, you're objectively wrong. you're wrong. <laughs> right, that's pretty much it. Peas are high in protein, high in vitamin C, high in phytonutrients, how could they be awful? And they got a bit of a sweet taste. Yeah. Get the get the small baby peas instead of the garden peas if you don't like them. That's the kind of pea you should be ingesting. Are you single? Asking for a friend? I'm not going to respond. Didn't like that joke. What was it? That's the kind of pea you should be ingesting. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can't multitask. It's bloody. Oh my god. Bloody hell. What What made you go vegan? You go first. What made me go vegan? I guess one of the catalysts was I had a. a old friend who was doing it uh, at school in uh, year 10 some time ago now um, about six years ago and pretty much I was so intrigued with what he was doing I'm like why would you want to cut out the most delicious foods known to man on the planet like chicken sna- chicken parmy how could you eliminate that still have chicken parmies by the way um, vegan ones obviously but I pretty much wanted to know why why anyone would want to do this he didn't give me an answer and, it, and it's good because I'm the type of person who will search something and I did that, and I found a documentary called Earthlings. Um, obviously, there's a lot of lead up there, but the, the turning point was Earthlings, and that was pretty much showing me um, the way animals were treated in the industry, in the various industries, but then obviously saw the food industry, as well as the clothing industry, and a few others that you have the power, um, individual power, to not support with your dollar. Because that's what the veganism all ba- is based upon, is supply and demand. You're not you're not contributing to the demand and then thus you're not con- mm. contributing to the supply um, that's at the centre there so that was pretty much it it's, it's, it's purely ethical for me uh, the environmental and the environment and the health um, are just additional benefits on top if, if they didn't exist if there was no health benefits and there was no environmental benefits I would still do it because of ethical reason I mm. don't think you know um, sentient life that is available as uh, able of 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 experiencing suffering and pain, pain and suffering. Mm. Um, I, 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 why wouldn't you want to avoid that? That's my, that's my. Mm. And we, we went over a lot of those factors in the very first episode of the podcast, which nice was plug. veganism and reason, I believe we called mm-hmm. it, which was pretty much the, the logical reasons what how we 
would argue for veganism and mm. why we are from vegan. all standpoints mm. yeah but that's the, the most concise answer I can give yeah I was vegetarian for a long time as a child I believe when I say child I mean like 12 until I was 16 I think maybe a little bit before that maybe 10 yeah. to, 10, 10 to 14 something mm. like that yeah um, that's more accurate so for a decent chunk of time as well and I mm. did it because you know I liked animals and didn't want to eat them I didn't really have any logic behind why I shouldn't and that kind of mm. thing which meant whenever someone asked me I struggled to defend myself so but I and eventually when I was about 14 or so I went what am I doing I'm not making a really big difference at all like mm. how, how could I be I'm just one dude mm. just like one little kid stopping eating meat while all my yeah. friends are eating meat around me and all that kind of stuff yeah that's exactly right. um, but when you started getting interested in it you weren't vegan yet mm, no. but you were interested in it and so you were interested you want there, like a lead up you're interested in my because we used to drive to school together every mm. day so we had time to chat about this kind of thing yeah. so you would because you knew I used to be vegetarian you would bounce ideas off me mm. and I would usually try and play devil's advocate and argue against whatever points you were saying because you know that's a good way to test a point for how mm. solid it is yeah. is to try and argue against it yourself and eventually and then you went vegan shortly after that then a couple months later I'd pretty much secretly decided to myself I was going to go vegan at the end of the year after mm. year 12 was done and I just like kind of kept questioning you and like putting stuff like that into it like a reverse then didn't it a bit what do you mean like because I was I was giving the the counterpoints to you to vegetarianism and you were telling you were playing devil's advocate towards me mm. yeah and, yeah, and yeah, then, I and, so, then yeah. and then um Obviously, when I went vegan, you were like, oh, but what about this? And then I was Yeah, like, well, oh. yeah, because I cause ultimately, by the time you went vegan, I knew that you, you, knew, you like, yeah. I pretty much about the time you went vegan, I decided I would at the end of the year because mm. I couldn't really argue against it too mm. strongly. Any little argument there was was pretty insignificant compared to yeah. the, the big. So, and then about halfway through the year, I decided to try and go vegan for a week to see how it would be because I didn't really know how to cook or anything and all that kind of stuff. So I went vegan for a week, and that week has continued for until today. Pretty damn long week. Just, just never, never stopped. Pretty damn long week. Mm, longest mm. week of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you just found it too easy then. Yeah. Well, sure. I was just like, oh, that's all right. Well, Be- beans on toast exists. What? <laughs> Every in, meal. To put into perspective, when I went vegan, the only meal I knew how to cook, I knew how to cook two meals. One of them was scrambled egg. And the other one was omelettes. Uh-huh. So I wasn't in the best position yeah. to go vegan. That's crazy. But that week, I learned how to cook two recipes. Mm. And then the week after that, yeah, I learned really how to cook those little recipes. Those little benefits of, of veganism, it and gets it you to experiment. It's easier and easier. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it gets you to experiment more with um, with different food. Mm. Uh, and that's such a small point. But anyway, you go at such a comfort zone. Yeah. So I hope that answers it, Dale. Thanks for that question, mate. That was a good one. Mm. Um, yeah, we love speaking about uh, veganism. And I yeah. think we're going to do another podcast later soon. Mm, um, for sure. we'd love to actually get a non-vegan on one day and, and have a little discussion with him Final. because we, we, we love <laughs> yeah, we love the idea of speaking with people who, who disagree with us and, and, and having a good discussion because yeah. like good discussion is literally you know anyway um, have you been tanning thanks yes. uh, bro I have I have oh, well, I've been in the sol- solarium <laughs> solarium solarium 
I've, I've been in the tanning beds anyway um, getting a tan mm. I haven't yeah, it was just it was just it was just on the Instagram video that I put up asking for questions oh it's just the lighting it's just, it was just, it's all, it's all it's just good lighting bro it's just all orange can you edit us for us oh wait no don't worry because it's a podcast as well it's not like we had a, we had a question about karate from Lewis, but I, we we more I, or less we more or less know. covered that when we were talking about oh, Chi. Uh, yeah, he was pretty much asking because in martial arts, especially historically, there was a lot of focus on stuff like chi and ki, whatever region you're from, whatever you want to call it. He was pretty much just asking if we could cover that, so we sorted that out in, yeah. during the podcast. Oh, that's it. That that concludes the AMAs, and I believe I'm sorry if we've we've missed any. But we're going to make sure you keep sending through. You can send through about anything. As you can see then, we just answered one about veganism. It had nothing to do with mm. uh, today's topic. Um, although some people like to argue veganism is a pseudoscience sometimes. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> There's some dishonesty sometimes with vegan community. But we'll, we'll give that for another, another podcast. Wait, well, that's for next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in yet again to thank another episode much. of Dreams, Dreams, Dreams. Hope you enjoyed. We love being in these seats and we love producing this content uh, for you um, so make sure um, you let us know what we can improve give us some feedback uh, and, and get some discussion going as well we, we mm. love discussion as you can probably tell and now we're going to shut up and let you do whatever you've got on for the rest of the day thank you for listening thanks so much guys until next time